In business and life, relationships are everything. Welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams, clients, and those that promote and refer them. Here's your host, business trainer and leader of the People Catalyst team, Carla Nelson. And welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, Christopher Miller. Hi, Carla, how are you? Ah, doing fantastic. Great to have you on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, so my favorite question is always, you know, what is your entrepreneurial journey? Kind of what brought you to the place that you're at today, which is really, you know, building, developing, and selling, you know, media entities. At the same time, we all have a different journey, right? That brought us to the place that we're at. So share your story. Well, it's funny. Um, it's I, I laugh with people. Um, I, I guess I was an entrepreneur, but what, before I even knew there was a word called entrepreneur. <laughs> well, and, it's a French word too, right? Yeah, and it, I, I'm on the, um, I'm actually on the Entrepreneurial Advisory Council for Kansas State University here in Manhattan, Kansas, and we we joke with the students about that. They come through, you know, a lot of them start the classes and have no idea what the word means, and so we have to, you know, start start over. It's really yeah, it's fun. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fun seeing the look on the thing. Well, I have this idea to start business. Optimist like, makes something out of nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just it. It's like, well, it's it's yeah, it's it's doing all those things. And uh, uh, I grew up in a family business, and so you know, we were always just you know, try, you try new things, you do new things, and you're always if something doesn't work, you pivot and try to do something something else. Um, you never give up. Some things fail, some things work. Um, but the, that entrepreneurial spirit um, just kind of is an organic thing that uh, gets instilled in you and you just keep plugging away and keep working on it and um, you keep growing and you keep trying new things. And when you start pulling those strings and one string leads to another string, leads to another string. I started in the, the newspaper industry, then I got into the television business, uh, owning television stations and then got into radio stations and, and in the in, in the in-between got into the uh, media investment banking business, all, all, all because of entrepreneurship. Yeah. That's fantastic. So share with us a little bit. I mean, we've been hearing for years and years, right? Like TV is dead. Well, and I don't necessarily, I mean, there's so many different forms of media. It's not that one is dead. It's, it's got to work for you. So can you share a little bit of a background kind of in your space in regards to, you know, developing and then even selling some of these entities as a broker, um, that says, you know, media is media, right? Mm -hmm. It might not be that we can forge one specific media, which we did in the past, right? Like right. everybody read their morning newspaper, everybody watched, you know, the evening news, every, like now all of a sudden we've got an, an immense amount of media coming towards us and, it, and it's on demand you know it's it's yeah. you get it where you want it but uh it's i, I just thought it was the, the interesting um uh series of things i so when newspaper was was the king of the hill radio came along and so then radio was going to kill newspapers well that really didn't happen they, they coexisted and they still coexist today to some degree there aren't as many newspapers out there but there's it's still it's still out there um then when radio a was a little thinner than they used to be I'm, well, I'm sorry. I noticed they're a little thinner than they used to be. I always yeah, notice yeah. when I go into yeah. 
Well, so the so the newspapers have adjusted. And they do a lot more online, so yeah. you get the data online and stuff like that. So it's it's an adjustment that they've made, um, and now you see the newspapers are probably going to be the um, some of the stuff in, at the uh, Washington coming out of Washington D.C. There'll be the re relaxation of some rules. The newspapers will be allowed to buy TV stations and radio stations, and so if that happens, there might be another change um, in the way we see the industry, but. The, the newspapers that have survived have been the ones that have gone better into digital than others. Um, the, the, the ones that have not have kind of been a self-fulfilling prophecy and have cut staff and cut days printing and that just starts the downhill slide. Eventually you burn the ship below the waterline and it turns turtle and goes under. Um, but um, the, the newspapers that have survived have, have done so because they've been creative and they kept their content up. Um, but so the so radio was going to kill newspapers and, and newspapers are still around to some degree. But then television came along that was going to kill radio. And so then, you know, that was that was out, yeah. I was out there. And then th then we came along around for a long time. Yeah. And so then TV was going to knock off radio. And so now there's radio still out there, TV's out there. Then we had the digital media and the DVDs and all that. Well, that was going to you know lay waste to television. And so, you know, it's it's funny how all these things happen, but it's still there's still room for more. There's always there's always going to be a slice for for everybody. What's what's interesting is the the yeah, smart I love that. there's still room for more. The art producer, the smart ones. When you look at all these different social media channels, too, you know what's interesting is you don't need to be on all of them. Mm, no, you need to be focused on a couple of them. Correct. Right? Or Correct. where your audience is, or I mean, it's really interesting that media um, previously was so one to one dimensional, right? Now, now it's like a real huge, you know, conversation of going, okay, where's my ideal client? Because if you're selling, you know, makeup versus selling coaching versus selling, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, what, what's something else that is uniquely uh, different, uh, probably like a car, mm -hmm. right? Like now all of a sudden you're starting to, you know, identify okay what are those mediums and mm -hmm. how do you engage on those different mediums right so we went from we went from the 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 newspaper was the first one to many kind of thing where well it's kind of one to one then one to make is they would send their subscriptions out and it might they might go to a home where five people would read it so you know yeah. you'd have that little bit of expansion from then but then radio was really the broadcast that went the that went to the one to many for when one is in the announcer there with one voice went out to the broadcast went out to many the television expanded that even more well now with the data coming back from the internet side of things with the social media, now it's, it's cycling back the other way to where they're actually making commercial and pitches and, and specific stuff because they know who the viewers are based on what the social oh, media is, that they can actually target that car or that um, restaurant coupon or whatever based on your viewing. Oh, interesting, habits right? That, so now that, all of a sudden it's not a blanket. It's going almost back okay, to the. How do I specifically identify, right, that mm -hmm. individual, and then have the data to be able to do it, which was never possible prior yeah. to social so media. So your 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 biggest television companies like Sinclair Broadcasting, uh, they own the most TV stations in the country. They're the number one broadcaster. They have. Uh, last time I talked to somebody over there, they had 
I think getting close to 200 different digital assets that they sell in each of their markets wow. to, their, to their advertising clients. So they are so leveraged into the digital side of the business. I mean, that's besides the 30 second or six second television advertising or 15 second television. This is just digital products that they're selling because they have the ability to do that. So essentially like take in the digital, find the print and or just across the airwaves and figure out how you're merging them together. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems to be kind of a, you know, so, it's not like both, it, it, it's not either or, it's both and, right? Yeah, and then then what we've got on the horizon and what we, the, the um, it's the next generation TV, the 5G um, rollout in, um, in the markets where the TV stations will, will go together and take their extra bandwidth and they're gonna use a, um, a cellular type of delivery, but it, it's, for, it's basically, um, think of internet TV on your phone, but it's gonna be free over the air broadcasting of additional channels. So not only, you're basically gonna get 30 to 45 channels on your phone that'll be brought to you by your local TV stations in the town. So wow. right and now- so essentially though, isn't that kind of brought on by the advertisers, right? That wanna be in front of those individuals? Yeah, but they'll be able to tell by your phone and who you are, what commercial should run. Oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> that's insane. All right, so you have to share with us, Christopher, a little bit about kind of, you know, you shared your background, but then with uh, Gammon Miller, right? There was a story behind the story and then kind of how you're sitting in the place um, with the particular company um, and then where you guys wanna go and who you wanna attract. Um, yeah, well, I was just, ha I happened to be in the right place at the right time to meet Jim Gammon. Um, he, I, I mentioned, um, he was a FCC attorney that got into the brokerage business just because he saw some guys at, at a, at a well, I love what you say. It's like, he was an FCC attorney and said, Hey, wait a second. All these guys making these big checks. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the investment <laughs> bankers came in and picked up the big checks and he decided he wanted to be on their side of the table too. So he started what was called Gammon Media Brokers back in the, I think it was the late mid eighties, I guess it was. Yeah. And I think it was 86 or something. Yeah. I, I grabbed, I joined the firm in 99 and, um, um, but I, I, it was in the way I joined the firm was he represented Fox television stations and um, our, our, our group was selling a station in Kansas city. And we ended up selling our station to the Fox TV station group. I'm sorry. We sold to the NBC stations, the, the people that own the NBC, we didn't sell it to his client. But he, he, he had told me during one of the conferences that, that if I ever wanted to get in the media brokerage business, give him a call. And, and so I thought, well, that's kind of one of those negotiating lines. You know, you try to, you know, pitch the guy to, that's selling it, you know, offer him a job type of thing and try to maybe get him to move, move, move the deal your way. And uh, so, but I, we didn't, we sold to his, the other people. But afterwards I called him up and said, hey, are you serious about that offer? And it's okay if you're not. I just, you know, if that was just a negotiation deal, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that too. He said, "Oh no," he goes, "He goes, you know the industry so well, and you've been in, you've been in um, newspaper, and you've had other backgrounds. Um, we'd love to have you join our firm." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, so I joined this firm, and uh, it took me a year, and I sold my first TV station a year after I joined the firm, and uh, it was a, um, a TV station in Owensboro, Kentucky, 
that was my first TV deal I did. So it was uh, just, I've been doing it ever since, still doing it today, helping people buy and sell TV stations, radio stations. Uh, we do cable systems, do uh, internet companies. So, awesome. Well, share a little bit more about that. It, I mean, that's so fascinating, I think, uh, to a lot of us that we know media is necessary, right? But like, how do you, you know, get in there to where, you know, you're building your audience, you're, you know, creating something and even more today than ever, right? Where you've got social media, you've got, I mean, and I haven't even checked out this clubhouse thing that I've been pinged on, like, probably 15 different times and, you know, all these different, um, Roku and all these different avenues, uh, like how can, um, individuals that have something to share, uh, be able to take advantage of that and then, you know, work with somebody like you. And so there, there's opportunities to buy in small markets. You can buy an AM or an FM radio station. Um, it's an FCC license. Um, you just have to be, you can't be a convicted felon or something like that. But if you're normal, you have American citizenship um, and you have to fire, find a willing buyer or you're, you're the willing buyer, but find a willing seller. Um, there's stations for sale all across the country, um, but they're not in the big markets. Um, they're in a smaller market. Um, but the nice thing is they run, run correctly. They make a nice, you can do a nice return on your investment. Um, yeah, the communities still love their local radio because there's no other way to do the local high school sports, the local weather, um, you know, cover the local events. You, and then the, the other thing that radio does well is they host their own events. So whether you do your local home show, you do your local um, gun show, your, you know, the, the, the women's show, the, you know, the, the, whatever, the car show, all those events are owned by the radio station or the ownership of the radio station can own their own events and they can run as many commercials as they want to promote it because they own the event. Versus if a promoter comes to town promoting the, the hot rod car show, now he's got to pay all the amount to it. And so with that said, like, what would you think in a local kind of community, um, you know, the range of the cost of being able to acquire um, a radio show or radio? You can, you can buy, there there's for sale. Some is, is less than 100,000, some are 200, 300,000. For a radio station it just depends on the size of the town and if it's making money what we call break even is if they're just you know um you know it's it's as much they're making as much as the it costs to run them type of thing um and then there's the ones that are kind of off air on air and then we call them stick values um because so just, they're not 100 on air yeah yeah, yeah, and not managing that. Yeah. Which and th those are a little bit those are a little bit tougher putts but you can get a better you, you get a better entry level um, you know, you get a better price point to buy them and the seller, seller knows they've got to sell them because they're, they're not, you know, they're, they might be on the air for six months and they've something happens and been off the air for a month or two. <clears throat> so those are the, those are, the, if you're looking for the best quote deal deal is to buy something like that. Um, and then be consistent. Hmm? Right. Buy something like that and then be consistent. Yeah. Well, as yeah. you said, then, then, then you, then you make the commitment to, to get part of the community, get some local buy-in with the local um, advertisers, do the local sports and those type of things and make sure you follow through and do what you say you're going to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. So but, what would your like top couple tips in, in regards to, you know, local businesses, because it seems like, you know, with radio, it kind of focuses locally, right? It's like, yeah. 
Um, so what would your tips be to not only to engage with uh, local radio, maybe even acquire a local radio so station? There, also, there's two kinds of radio businesses. So people don't get, don't think you can do this everywhere. There's two kinds of radio business. There's the radio business that's in the, the top 50 markets or top maybe 75 markets. And that's what's called transactional business. And that's going to be most of all those companies that own radio stations in that markets are publicly traded radio groups, which means they're they're owned on the stock with, with companies that are owned by you know publicly traded companies in the stock market. That's what we call transactional business. And so those companies have salespeople in those markets, and they're dealing mostly with agency salespeople that place advertising from ad agencies. The, the ad agencies represent the local car dealer groups, the local carpet guys or the plumbing companies, but they deal with 95% agency work. And so all it is, it's a negotiation, uh, what we call transaction. They're talking about the rating points per versus the airtime. So they get points per dollars and that type of thing. So point air, dollars per point is how they're purchased. So it's all negotiating with an ad agency. If you're the salesperson with the radio station, there's no um, relationship at all because they will jump ship and go to the other radio station across town if they can get a better deal. Mm -hmm. So there's really no relationships. That, uh, now, the rest of the country is under, under a model called the, relation, the relationship model. And so that's where if you own the radio station in town, your general manager, or your salesperson, you'll make sure he takes the Ford dealer out to lunch, finds out what he needs to get done this month, whether he needs to make sure he sells 50 cars or 100 cars yeah. to, meet, to meet his Ford quota. And then you design a plan to make sure you help him meet his Ford quota. And that with, whole online aspect really comes into play here too, right? So now all of a sudden you've got the information that is, you know, that you can utilize through the radio station, but the data and correlate that data to be able to help and support them. Yeah, no, you put, you put, you, it's a combination of digital and social media. So like uh, if the, if it's the Ford dealer and uh, he comes in and bring, he drives over to the, the radio station, say he's got the new F-150 pickup trucks out. Well, he comes in and the guys take their phone out from the, the DJs do, and they do a Facebook live walk around and have the, have the Ford guy talk about the new, the new stuff that's on the F-150 and they put it on the Facebook page and they put it on the station's Facebook page and the, the Ford guy puts it on his Facebook page. And, you know, that, that's just common sense how you get things done. And then, so he's on the, he's on the morning show doing that. Well, that's just part of his monthly, you know, it's part of his monthly package knowing that he comes over once or twice a week to, or once or twice a month to do those things. And then he has a regular schedule of commercials that he runs on the radio station. Um, and then he also makes sure he's a sponsor of the, the local high school sports. He gets a, he gets a package of that, and maybe he's the the halftime sponsor, or or maybe he's the player of the game sponsor. So then he gets his name on that, and gets a, so essentially nothing has changed. It's just adjusted, right? Like I mean, it's the same thing. How do you get in front of individuals? How to use the data you can have, which is more data than we ever had before. Right. Um, and it's not one dimensional. It's actually kind of cool when you think about it, because you have so many more ways of getting in front of your potential, you know, client than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. You just do whatever it takes to make sure that client gets what he needs done each month and then everything else takes care of itself. 
Love it. So, All yeah. right. So Christopher, how can our listeners get a hold of you, especially if they're looking to, you know, in their local communities, uh, connect with, uh, you know, um, uh, radio stations and or uh, digital media and combine the two? Uh, my email is is on my website, but the, probably the easiest is the website is gammonmiller.com. It's just G-A-M-M-O-N, Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.com. And um, my, my email's on there probably too. So And we'll include it in the notes as well. So Christopher, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks, Carla. Thanks for being on the show. You're great. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst podcast. And remember, it's a good life. <laughs>